On today's show, we will be previewing the movie Wonder Woman, as well as other casting news in television and movies. And on the final countdown, we'll be ranking our top three favorite badass women in any medium. Yes, films, television, video games, comic books, or any other type of medium. So join us, will you, on the Wonderful Women edition of Free Your Geek. Welcome to episode 44 of the Free Your Geek podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jay Free. And uh, to my left, uh, possibly your right, I forget how this works as a mirror on <laughs> Facebook Live. Uh, KB, what's up? Not much, brother. How you, how you been, man? Pretty good, actually. Yeah? Yeah? What's, uh, what's new and exciting? Uh, psyched to see Wonder Woman this weekend. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, big, big news. Another comic book movie is coming out, Wonder Woman. Getting some pretty decent reviews it's, so far. It's, we're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, uh, you'll notice the seat to your left is empty. Uh, yes. Don, uh, we're not sure if... Uh, Don's on hiatus. Don is on hiatus for now. He might be making a surprise appearance, or he might be commenting in the comments on the video. Uh, not quite sure yet. Um so while I go ahead and share this, KB, why don't you talk a little bit about um, some of the things you said? Uh, it's getting good reviews. Have you heard anything specific about it? Or um, I've heard it's it's a good it's a strong feminine role that a lot of people are impressed with. We don't have, we haven't had many uh, feminine uh, hero, hero, uh, heroes, uh, so a lot of people have been impressed with the, the way the story's unfolded, um, <clears throat> and they've been impressed with the work by the director. I can't remember the director's name offhand. Um, you remember the director's name? No, but I can find it. Um, but anyway, uh, they've been very impressed with it, um, and people have said, you know, this is much better than you know Suicide Squad or the Batman versus Superman movie. So I'm just excited to hear that there's something uh, positive coming out of uh, some of the reviews for this movie because we know, I mean, Jay Free and I, we we loved Suicide Squad, uh, Batman versus Superman, we were thumbs down on, but. Um, it's just nice to hear people saying good things about the, the movie. And the movie was directed by Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, yeah. Um, which is awesome. A lot of people were uncertain, I guess, because uh, of some of the things that she's done. She's in the past. done Monster. Monster was fantastic. Uh, she's done some. So. She's actually done some stuff for Arrested Development. She was director yeah. for a couple episodes of Arrested Entourage. Um, so she's done The Killing, which yeah. is a TV series. So she's she's got a little bit of a uh, diverse re background resume. Yeah, yeah she's got a nice little resume. But like yeah. this is. You know, and I, I love, you know, the whole theme of today's episode is uh, really like a girl power type of thing. And the director is uh, And the director just that. is, yeah. exactly. Um, so, yeah, as we get rolling, uh, you know, we, we hopefully uh, see what's going on with this. But I want to talk about uh, a little bit, um, before we get into that, What um, before we get into Wonder Woman, I want to talk about some other film stuff we got going yep. on right now. Um, Pulling up the trusty iPad. I, I made some notes here, which um, 
kind of interesting. Want to get your take on it. Uh, now, you're, KB, you're a typical uh, gamer as well. Yep. Um, Want to talk a little bit about this. Um, have you ever played the Uncharted series? Yes. Okay. Did you hear the news about the Uncharted uh, movie that's being made? I heard some news. Okay. Do you know who's going to be playing Nathan Drake? I, I have not heard that yet. Tom Holland, our upcoming Spider-Man. Oh, yes. Yes. I because it's going to be yeah. set as a prequel. It looks like, uh, and I guess it's, I've only played the first two games, but I guess it's going to be Uncharted game, Four. It's going to be a, a prequel with it. Uncharted Four is kind of a prequel. That well, I think back. no, but I think they said from what I read, it's the uh, oh John Viveris. Hello, sir. Um, we got to get John to, to come back. John on. needs to come back, especially we're going to talk about video games. But yeah, from what I read, um, I guess in the third video game, there's like a cut scene with a yeah. young Nathan Drake and a younger Sully, yeah. where he kind of mentors him and Tom Holland. Our upcoming Spider-Man, as I mentioned, is going to be playing that Nathan Drake character, and he is recommending that Chris Pratt is Sully, Sully. which that's, I think I think would be cool to see Star Lord cool. mentoring Spider-Man. I'm just uh, I think that's that, a pretty cool, cool. But there is some there is some of that prequel material in in four where they do go back. Okay, so. cool, cool. So yeah, so uh, so for me, who's a little bit unaware of it, why don't you give me just like a, a quick breakdown from what you can recall, like uh, for, from four or from four or from three? If there was a from four, it's like he, they're in um, Nathan Drake's in an orphanage, and it actually um, focuses on he has an older brother that comes back, and they go on this you know on, on an obvious like treasure hunt. Um, but it was just really uh, fantastic because his brother is also teaching him how to like jump jump rooftops and and do those kind of things. Um, and the brother's kind of more of like an outsider, uh, outcast kind of guy. And, the, and the, the place that he's in is kind of like, um, it's like a, you know, a orphanage run by like nuns and stuff. You know what I mean? So uh, very different opinions of, <laughs> of his brother, him versus the school. So uh, that's a little bit extra, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'd more want to see the, the Sully part of it. Because Sully's it, just such an interesting character, you know. And what do you think about the thought of uh, Chris Pratt? Do you think Chris Pratt could pull off that character? I think so. I absolutely think so. Um, I think Tom Holland is 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 a better choice for for Nathan Drake, though. I think Tom Holland is is uh, he's think he's up and coming, you know. Yeah, I mean the dudes, the dude is talented. Like I've yeah. seen, he's he's athletic just from what he can do with like the parkour yep. type stuff, and and so from Spider Man to like a Nathan Drake, I can kind of believe. Yeah. You know he can do he can do the physical stuff required yep. for the role, so I think that's uh, pretty cool. Um, as we mentioned, John John's watching along with us. One of our other typical and regular uh, viewers, Rich Marini, my buddy Rich, who we've had on the show actually back to back to talk more horror. I think he's working a double today, so I don't know if he's going to be jumping on. But Rich, if you watch us at a later time, it's your birthday today. Uh, happy one hundred and thirteenth birthday, buddy. Um, <laughs> I think no, I think he put like. Something that he put was like uh, he was born like in 1903 or something like that. He's he does weird stuff on Facebook, <laughs> but happy birthday, Rich! Hope you and uh, enjoy the show. Um, next piece of news I kind of want to get into. Okay. Um, before we talk about uh, you know the, our main topic because we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about girl power, but um, did you watch Stranger Things? I can't remember. Yes, I did. Okay, so there's a new Mutants movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's already going to be starring a couple of people, uh, such as Rosario Dawson. She's going to play Love the... Love Rosario Dawson. She's like all immersed in Marvel right now, which is amazing. Who is she playing, does it say? Uh, I just said she's playing a... Uh, basically, she's saying she's playing a, a mentor figure to the group. Uh, 
a medical doctor who has the ability to generate a protective biofield around herself. Okay. That's the rumor. Um, and they also have uh, Anya Taylor-Joy from Split and the Witch. Uh, okay. She's going to be playing Magic, Colossus's little sister, Okay, uh, who goes to the dimension of Limbo. Uh, Eric Tolley, what is up? How are you, sir? Thank you. Our illustrious CEO is watching with us. Um, and we have some exciting news for those that are watching and will watch later. Um, we're doing a giveaway, and we'll talk about that in about five minutes, and I want to I kind of spend some time on that. But going back to this New Mutants thing, uh, one of my favorites, Macy Williams, who plays Anya mm-hmm. on Game of Thrones, is going to be Wolvesbane, which is amazing. And they just announced that a Stranger Things alum has been cast as Cannonball. So it's going to be Char- Charlie Heaton, who plays the older brother Jonathan, his little brother Will goes yep. missing in Stranger Things. Okay. He's going to be playing Cannonball, which might be the leader of the New Mutants. Um, so I think I think it's he a could good pull, cast. I think it's it's Sam Guthrie. Uh, you know, Cannonball is a great character, one of my favorites from the New Mu- New Mutants into X Force in the early nineties. Um, and then he became an X Men later on in the mid nineties, and uh, just really like that character. That whole family, the whole Guthrie family, is a bunch of mutants because you have. Uh, Husk, and you have, um, I can't think of his name, but he was the, his other little brother was like an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different cool characters within that mutant gene family. Uh, so that's that's just another cool piece of news. I'm, I'm very excited to see how this movie is going to... Uh, I'm, I'm just excited about the cast. It's, a, it's For people who aren't familiar with New Mutants, it's kind of nice to have those names to bring people in. They um they said that other characters looking to include in this movie though is uh, Daniel Moonstar okay uh, who was Psych and then later Mirage and the shape shifting alien Warlock okay. which I think would be kind of see cool I'm not familiar well. with all of the New Mutants only a couple of them yeah well so. it's it's a great team like I love the idea of the New Mutants especially since we've had X Men teams and Deadpool and we kind of got a little taste it not really that I'm it's surprised a new- they haven't done like Generation X. Well, that's that New Mutants were Generation X before yeah, Generation so, X was Generation yeah. X, but I'm surprised they didn't call it that. We kind of a got a popular. taste of the New Mutants within the the film Logan. Yeah. I mean, even though it's not necessarily tied to the continuity of the X-Men films, you have, you know, uh, Laura X23 and and Bobby mm-hmm. and and Sunspot and uh, a couple of those other characters who were the next generation of mutants. Yep. Um, so I'm curious to see how this is going to uh, play out. Um, also, uh, despite early rumors, James McAvoy will not be making an appearance as Charles Xavier in this film. But that would be kind of cool, even if it's just a cameo. I'd like to see that. So any other thoughts on that before we move on to our third piece of news? be interesting to see how Maisie Williams does. Yeah, I mean, you know, Game of Thrones is, is yeah. pretty much coming to an end. She's going to yeah. be... And you and have Sophie Turner and... Sophie Jane. Turner is Jean Grey. Imagine so. if we get the, the Stark sisters in another movie with Jean Grey and Wolvesbane together. I think yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Um, we move from film to TV, and I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but um, apparently it hasn't been picked up by any network yet, but there's a Sin City TV series in the works. Really? Who's... who's uh Who's got it in the works? Is it a studio? Uh, it's the or Weinstein, it? uh, Weinstein Company and Dimension are developing a TV okay. reboot of Frank Miller's Sin City. Uh, the former Walking Dead showrunner, Glenn Mazzara, whose other credits include The Shield and The Omen, is set okay. to pen the script. Uh, it's going to be a departure from the films, though. It's going to introduce original characters and timelines to the world of Sin City. Hmm. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I mean, if, if they can do it in the same vein as that world and have yeah. interesting characters, I'm all for that. But um, is it going to be the black and white? They haven't. They haven't said anything about that yet. They're still. I mean, because if you if you don't, that kind of ruins the film, doesn't it? Oh, the show. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, if it's a standalone and it has no ties to the film, I'm absolutely cool with that. Because, I mean, it's kind of drawn that way, too, though. It's like kind of the... Very gritty, noir-esque. Yeah. Like, how are you going to capture that in color? Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think you can. I think they're going to stick with the black and white. I'm just. I'm just curious. Again, this is just uh, kind of slowly getting the ball rolling. It still has to be picked up by a network. It Sin- still has Sin to go. City to me is like hit or miss because I love the first one and the second one got such bad reviews. I like didn't even bother to see it because it got trashed so right. badly. So I, I, I'm always cautious with Sin City. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they do. Like, I could see Sin City fitting on like a network. Mm-hmm. Such as FX or yeah. or something along the lines. Or where streaming can, picks it up. Um, I wouldn't go streaming. Not Netflix, but maybe one of the other streaming services. Maybe I could see it. Like it depends what they want to do. Like I'm wondering if maybe somebody like HBO. Yeah. With Game of Thrones going off the air, if they're looking for that, I mean, I know they're talking about there's going to be some three prequel type of things, yep. and they want to keep the Game of Thrones world alive. Um, but if they're looking for, you know, Westworld is kind of filling that that, that role that, right now yeah. for that that need for that big. But again, another big show that. You know, Sin City, if you do want to talk gritty and dark, I think HBO stars, is also a good... Stars, stars would be a perfect another, home for yeah. it because Stars, uh, they just finished Black Sails. Yep. And I'm not sure how Power is doing these days. So they may actually be may, may be looking for something to fill a slot. So Very interesting. So that's all the news that we have for now. We're going to talk a little bit about Wonder Woman here in a second, but I want to talk to you about a contest that kind of dawned on me a little earlier today. Um, as of this recording or this live stream, it is June 1st, uh, right around 7 o'clock at night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got the idea that I want to you, – you, have you heard of, like, Loot Crate or mm-hmm. anything along those lines? There's so lots those, of those types of crates these there's days. There's tons of, like, these subscription boxes, which, you know, they, they pack – you know, whatever your interests are, they do some, uh, you know, clothing and gadgets and toys and all these other things in one box, and it's, it has a theme each month. Uh, I'd kind of like to do that. So I, I thought of an idea of putting a box together for our viewers and listeners. Um, so what I'd like to say is if you're watching this on Facebook, any time in the month of June, if you share any of our episodes, you're going to be entered in a chance to, to win this box that I'm putting together. So basically, uh, it's over $100 swag. value. It's, it's geek swag. It's nerd swag. Um, there's going to be stuff from Game of Thrones in there. Uh, I picked up some Wonder Woman stuff today. Spider-Man Homecoming is coming out in July. So I bought some Spider-Man Homecoming things as well. Got some and pops? Some pops, some pop vinyls, the Vulture, Spider-Man in his makeshift suit, um, some Wonder Woman swag, some Game of Thrones swag. Uh, we'll also, when I pull the winner, we'll also get your T-shirt size. We'll throw in a Free Your Geek T-shirt in a there. A lot of people want those T-shirts. A this lot is of your people, chance. Uh, yeah, so your chance you know, to get KB, that T-shirt. KB, model that a little bit. There you go. You know, KB's got a, a Michelangelo version, but you know we're we're mass producing the red Raphael version, so we'll throw one in there as well. So just again, share this video on your page with your friends. Any time in the month of June, we're gonna get that list of everyone that shares. We're gonna pick a name out, and we're going to uh, we're gonna just pick a winner, yeah. and you're gonna get a, a box of nerd swag valued at over a hundred dollars. Because the I heard, king of the nerds. I already spent a hundred dollars today just buying stuff for this box. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm going to continue to pick some stuff up throughout the month, put it in a box, slap a Free Your Geek sticker on there, throw a T-shirt in there, and, and ship it off to whoever wins. With a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So it's it's going to be it's going to be kind of exciting. Uh, so that's I want to mention that. And what I'll do is when I'll share the video uh, from now on on our page, I'll put that description uh, or in the the link of the video so you'll see. 
And from there, let's move on before we talk about Wonder Woman. We want to talk about sponsors because we cannot do this show without our sponsors either. So this episode of the Free Your Geek podcast is sponsored by, and you see it on the screen right there, uh, that way, that way, Pachico's Furniture. Um, check them out. If you're ever in, uh, moving or you want to, they have, they're much more than a, uh, it's Fall River's finest secondhand store, but there's more than furniture there. There's games, there's DVDs, there's Cody boxes. There's entertainment aspects there as well. There, there are a plethora of different types of things you can get at Pachico's Furniture at a reasonable and fair price. So check them out. You see there. And if you're moving, you have moving expenses, hire Pachico's to move your stuff. You don't have to lift a finger. You got to just box it all up. And you'll have an extra box if you win the gaming pri- or the, the prize that I put together, that geek prize. So, uh, yeah, feel free to visit our sponsors, Pachico's Furniture. They've been with us pretty much from the start yeah. of this podcast, and they're awesome. So check them out. Uh, but moving on to our top of the line major area, we have a couple things. We're going to do a final countdown, mm-hmm. and our final countdown today is top three badass women in any type of medium. But before that, tough category. What what spawned this idea of doing a top three? And you're absolutely right. It is a tough category. There's lots and lots, lots of, of badass kick, women. So yeah, I think I think I think you and I are gonna have very different lists, or maybe we'll you maybe you'll see me frustrated and throw my hat because KB picks something that, that happens a lot to us. Does does and I tried to think outside the box for some of these. It's, it's kind of crazy how it's like there's a there's a three way think tank that goes on here where sometimes like Don and I will hit it off. But do you and do you and Don pick the same ones often? Not no, usually. Don and I Don and I are very different um very different with the what we're interested in. We have yeah. similar interests, but he is he has so many things that like Beyond, yeah. Total yeah. geek. He that's why he is the people's geek and we, we kind of miss him here today. Yes, definitely. Uh but I don't know. I just him and I have like I'm very Comic book oriented. He's very like entertainment oriented, yeah. whether it be video games, All or mediums, television, yeah. and he's just he's got so much knowledge in that like head of his. It's it's insane. Definitely. But uh, yeah, what spawned the idea of doing this this badass women's list, this top three, this final countdown was the film that's coming out on Friday. Yep, Wonder Woman. And uh, KB, I'm gonna try to see it on Tuesday. But if I don't, we're gonna try to get to it this weekend. If not, we can. We'll get. We'll, it, well we let me be know it because the here's the thing. I want. Yeah, one of us will see it, and one of us is going to give a review before the next show. Yeah. So, but what do we hope to see? We know what the setting is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be set in World War One. Yep. So it's kind of interesting. Because it was kind of drawing when it first came out that it was going to be World War One. Mm-hmm. Was drawing parallels to. Well, plus we had the uh, picture in Batman versus Superman was a little Correct. bit of a hint to this. Correct. But it has been drawing parallels to the Captain America. Really. Film because the first Captain America is World War II. Yeah. It's somebody you know, truth, justice, the American way. Wonder Woman's you know, typically red, white, and blue type of garb. Same thing as Captain America. Steve Trevor's kind of like your Agent Carter. Yeah, it's it's exactly. Yeah. There's there's, there's going to be similarities there. But what I'd like to kind of touch base on here is, other than that that kind of comparison to the first Captain mm-hmm. America, and you mentioned it kind of off the top of the cuff at the beginning of the show. This is one of the first. Episode, uh, first movies that's going to have a, of a superhero in the modern era. A, yeah, I mean, we've had the Wonder Woman TV series with Linda Carter, yep. which you know, again, was good for it, but it came out in the same time of like the campy '60s Batman, yep. the Green Hornet, um, and she's amazingly a beautiful woman. She was sexy mm-hmm. for her time, and again, I think the, <clears throat> I think the ideology has changed where you don't necessarily have to be just like 
very i mean don't get me wrong gal gadot uh, gal gadot is sexy as hell yeah. but i mean like she's powerful too she's she's not necessarily being treated as a stereotypical like the women were treated back in yeah. you know earlier times 60s 70s where it's it was still thought of women as being weak i think we're in a time right now where you know we can see that women can do i, I think it's it it's the timing is perfect for this character because if you think about it, let's let's now you talk about like the past female heroines, but what about the current ones that we have? Like, what do we have? Um, the ones we have, the kickbutt girls that we have, unfortunately, are in horror, which is Underworld, Kate Beckinsale, and Mila <coughs> Jovovich in Resident Evil. They're not of this genre. You right. know what I mean? So they do kick butt. They kick total butt. Um, but then we have Scarlett Johansson doing other other films like Lucy, uh, Ghosts in the Shell. Lucy was great. Trying to do these other films. Um, and then we had Angelina Jolie did Salt a while back, right? Yep, and she so, was uh, she was in Tomb uh, the first Tomb Raider, first Tomb Raiders, so, and uh, oh my God, what's the one where James McAvoy plays the hitman or the, the serial killer? And uh, oh my God, oh I can't think. And she's like the mentor of the dude. Oh, Wanted, Wanted, yeah, yes, another so, great flick. She was so, badass in but that too. This is the first time we're having one hit the comic book medium. Correct. You know, I mean, but to your point, uh, Scarlett Johansson as. But, um, but the Avengers overshadow, you know what I mean? It's not it's, the this lead. Is a, this is, it's she's the, the lead. And rather than just being one of the yeah. team, she's the lead. Okay, I get and that. And we have, and you remember, the next things we have coming out is Captain Marvel would be the next one that's on the list. And that's what, 2019, I think? I think Captain Marvel's 2019. So this is so, where basically DC's ahead of Marvel at this point. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the success of Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad. Yes, the the you go to Comic Con and how many women are dressed as Harley Quinn? I, and I agree, and she's a great character. So would we see Wonder Woman come back at this year's con? I would love to see that. Actually, I would love to see. I mean, yeah. but again, I see a lot of Wonder Woman at different cons. I mean, obviously not as much as a Harley Quinn cosplay, yep. but the Wonder Woman cosplay typically is still very played for like the sexiness factor. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see, you know, again, I think the costume. You know, from what I've seen, is you know, it's, it's not overdone. It's exactly, not overly sexy. Exactly, it, it, it's 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 relatively clean. Um, but Wonder Woman was kind of always relatively clean, wasn't it? I mean, it was never, it yeah, was never sexy. But you know, it's it's again, it's a different kind. You of have sexy. this vo- voluptuous yeah. woman. You you know, the all even her costume, her bustier, yep. everything from the way that the the costume was designed to having the. You know, because I remember the outrage when they gave her pants instead of having the the star spangled. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Shorts or or whatever whatever you want to call it. Thing, yeah. yeah, it was like it wasn't a skirt, but it was like almost like a bathing suit bottom. Yep. And it's like, oh, this is what Wonder Woman is like. I'm glad we're kind of getting away from that, and now it's more of a skirt and it's getting away from that '90s er, the all the skin showing yes, kind of thing that factor. was going on back then. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm the other thing about this movie that I'm I'm really kind of looking for is it to be light. I agree. Other movies were so dark, and I want this to be. Lighter. I want it to feel like I went. I those other two movies. Like okay, when you go to a, a Marvel movie, <coughs> no matter what it is, it feels like you could take your family to see it. Yep. With Suicide Squad and, and Batman versus Superman, and even Superman. Like I felt like it really. They really weren't family movies. Well, I feel like this. I'm hoping it's like yes, you take the family to go see this movie. I'm going to retort that, but before I do, I just want to say hello to Paul, who just said evening, gentlemen. So. Hi, Paul. Thank you for joining us. Um, I want to say, though, I agree with that. And I think the reason behind the darkness is because with certain characters, for example, you started off with Batman. Like for yeah. Other than the, the, the um, 
Christopher Reeve Superman movies, which are, you know, the whole tagline, you'll believe a man can fly. Yep. You had the Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and God-awful... God yeah. No, no, but I'm saying the God-awful George Clooney version. Like, they that took light and cheesy and campy to a whole other direction. Yeah. But then you had the uh, Christopher Nolan uh, Dark Knight series, you know, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. But they didn't feel as dark as these, though. But it's still a broody, yeah. like, you know, so and that's how Batman needs to be. Batman is a jerk. Batman... Is a DB. He's he's just he's not a likable person. Yeah, but he's also very effective with what he does. See, I think the biggest mess up that they've made with the the DC cinematic universe is Superman's character, his personality. Well, yeah. So I'm. Well, I think I think that makes the whole thing dark. That was my point, though. So they they found success with the Dark Knight, the Nolan version of Batman. So moving forward, DC wanted to stick to that Superman to that that whole kind of feel. But Superman isn't about that. That's Superman is about inspiring yeah. hope amongst the people. He's the Stay light. Stay true to what to, the character is. But you talk yeah. about him and Batman teaming up, world's finest or whatever. Batman's the darkness. Superman's the light that balances out Honestly, that darkness. Honestly, to make you laugh, I kind of like the Superman that that the guy, the Superman version that's on Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl. <laughs> I really but, do. But that's, that but, guy should be in the movie. <laughs> well, again, I think I think they can take pieces of that, and they yeah. could they can kind of like pepper that into the suit. It doesn't have to be like happy go lucky all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, because even like the the Brandon Routh no, version, Superman Returns was was okay. I just I didn't like the story as much. But the whole idea of it supposed to you know Superman is supposed to inspire hope, and I think this is what I hope that Wonder Woman picks up because yeah. Wonder Woman. Like Superman, something's gonna lift the Justice League. She's because Wonder Woman's always been the heart uh, of the entire. You want to talk about the Trinity? Yeah. So Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's always been the heart. She's always been the conscience of these teams, and because it's because yeah. you know her character. She's so from the way she was brought up, the way she grew up on Themyscira, and, and just all like it's all about justice. It's all about fairness, yeah. and I just and she's a god. Well, it depends. It depends what origin they yeah. go with. So I'm curious to see what origin they go with. Uh, oh, Paul jumped in. What did he say? Not to get too much into the whole Batman mythos, but he said uh, the best villains were, were in uh, Batman for DC. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the best Rogues Gallery there is. I I think you know if we want to talk about Rogues Gallery, top three to me goes Batman, Spider Man, Flash. Yeah. Absolutely. Batman, Spider Man, Flash. I don't think there's any disputing that. Nope. Um, but I agree with getting into the villains, if we want to talk about that, with Wonder Woman inspiring hope and it having those parallels to Captain mm-hmm. America. Like you said, Steve Trevor is kind of like the DC version of uh, Peggy Carter, if that's the route they go. I love the fact that, again, if it's going to be light and they play it up yep. for humor, with Steve Trevor you know, in World War One, where he's kind of like, oh, stick behind me, and he puts his arm to, mm-hmm. to pre- protect Wonder Woman, and she kind of like gets in front of him and saves like him. Yeah. I love that. I think that's like I love, and then he kind of plays it for more of a humorous side, like, or you can stand in front of me, or whatever. The, the but that's what's been is. missing from these movies. Yes, I agree. I agree absolutely. Um, what do you What do you expect to see from like? What do you want to see in reference to other movies in this movie, like hints and, and drops? Like, what's something you'd want to see, like related to like the Flash or Cyborg or? So my thought on that. <laughs> Imagine a Green Lantern drop. I so here's my thing with this. <laughs> I think. It's okay to drop hints. I don't want to see, like, for example, Batman versus Superman. We saw the Flash. Mm-hmm. We saw Cyborg. Some of the Joker stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I don't. I'm not even worried about that. But I'm thinking more like other characters. Flash. We know Aquaman. Uh, what's his face? Uh, 
the Dothraki, uh, Khal Drogo. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa, is yep. that it? Yep. Uh, he's going to be they're doing an Aquaman movie, and they kind of gave little hints to each of those characters yep. in the Batman versus Superman movie, right? Which, you know, the Aquaman's another movie that worries me because it seems very dark from what they showed, and, and I hope they don't go that route. I mean, I think it's going to be... So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that, but my point to that, to your previous question... I don't want them to include any other characters. I don't want to see a. F- I don't want to see Flash. I don't want to see Aquaman. I don't want to see Cyborg. If you want to give hints to other villains, like I don't know. I don't know who the villains. I can't. Cheetah. I would like no, but I mean I don't know who the main villain of this is going to be. I sorry, I was like I think it's like Doctor Poison or something like that. So it's not like a. It's not like Cersei. It's not Cheetah. Not it's not, Cheetah. But I would love Vixen. to see. I would love to see little Easter eggs mm-hmm. like. Alluding to those villains, I would like to, if you're going to do anything for the Justice League movie, you know, mention you know, again because it's set in World War One. I, I don't know unless not they show much any, you could really put. unless they show any present time unless you know maybe uh, maybe just a streak of the Flash going back in time or something. Or, like. or how about um, for example, just off the top of my head here, she's you know on Themyscira and up comes uh, they talk about uh, you know powerful gods and stuff and. The, the helm of Dr. Fate, if we're talking about yeah. magic, or just, you know, you can just mention it, you know, the helmet of fate, or, or whatever the case might be. Don't necessarily need to include a specific character, but. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm too. really, I'm just hoping to see something that says, oh, wow, I can't wait for the next DC movie to come I out. I agree, but I also want the, I also think it's important for Warner Brothers, for DC, the whole film continuity, to have this be a film because it's gotten such negative press from. You know, uh, what is it? Man of Steel, which was super yep. dark, and then they did Batman versus Superman, which, again, not my favorite movie. Uh, you can go back and listen to our uh, profanity laced tirade on that yeah, way back that, in the day. That was just awful. The extended version is a little bit better. It explains a little bit more of the plot. Was it take it from a five to a six. <laughs> it, it to took a five? It, no, I take it from like a five to maybe like a seven, actually. So yeah. it, it makes it a lot more of a watchable movie to me. Again, just my opinion. But I think the whole, like to your point, everything's been so dark and so dreary, and there's a place for that. Yeah. And the but Suicide I, Squad, they had to cut stuff. And the, it suic- was too dark. the Suicide Squad was too dark, and they cut stuff, and a lot of that yep. plot made no sense too. But it was like, it was more of an enjoyable to me. And the reason I think because a lot of what, people didn't like it, and that's okay because here's the thing: this is this is where I because people say the same thing to me. How can you give Superman, uh, Batman versus Superman, such a bad like low rating? And give Suicide Squad a better rating. It's because I didn't expect as much from the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because for the most part, other than Harley Quinn and maybe Deadshot, I mean, no offense, but Batman you know, versus Superman was hyped for like over a year. Right. And I think I think Suicide Squad was is a lesser known property other than Harley Quinn and and Will Smith is Deadshot. I mean, you know, Captain Boomerang, uh, Katana, Killer Croc. Um, any of those and other the characters. Harley Quinn knocked it out of the park, really. Right, no, no, I so. agree. But what I'm saying is, yeah, she, the, I was, I was impressed. But again, same thing with Batman versus Superman. Uh, Affleck as Batman was amazing. Yep. Gal Gadot was, I was as Wonder so, Woman. I was so down on that pick when I heard, but yep. he, he was honestly the thing that has stood out to me in the Batman versus Superman and even the Suicide Squad. Like he has stuck out to me as being a pretty good Batman. Yeah, no, he's you know? he's because again, Affleck is. Whether you like his acting or not, he's a fan of the character. Yep. He's a fan of the medium. Uh, you know, he did a foreword to a Daredevil trade. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Kevin Smith wrote it. 
And uh, Affleck wrote, and I have the trade, and Affleck wrote like an intro uh, to it, which is awesome. And he's a big fan of the which Daredevil. Which I, was I wasn't a fear, fan of his Daredevil, but. But again, he respects the character. Yeah. He's, he respects the, the history and the genre and whatnot. And uh, John Rivera's makes a very good point. Uh, hopefully, Joss Whedon taking over for Snyder on Justice League helps these movies. I yeah. agree with that. Unfortunately, you know, we give Snyder a lot of crap, but the reason he left the movie, I don't know if you heard this, um, it was like for family reasons, and uh, he had a big tragedy happen well, in his family. the other so. thing is, I don't know, I know like Nolan kind of took him under his wing, so to speak. Yeah. But it did, like from articles that I was reading, if you go back to the uh, rant show that we did, uh, from things I was reading back then, it didn't seem like they, chemistry-wise, it doesn't seem like they, they, they match each other. Yeah, and and I think that that's one of the problems, because um, I I just like the uh, idea to kill Superman was like that was Snyder's idea. Yeah, and Nolan was like, oh, I like this. Go ahead, like right. And it's like really like Nolan, like why would you let that happen? Like, right. It, it just. But to to John's point here, if Whedon's taking over, going back to the whole movie, we'll be brighter and lighter and a little bit. I don't want to see it like I don't no. want to see it super like. Here's the thing. We don't want unicorns and rainbows. No, no, but even like the Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers movie, like DC and Marvel, for for me, have a little bit of a different vibe, have a little bit of yep. a different tone. And I think DC needs to be a little bit darker, but it doesn't mean you can't balance that with humor as well. Yeah. Like we saw from some of the, even the previews of the Justice League movie with Aquaman jumping on the Batmobile. Keeping it dark or, doesn't appeal to the average fan. You're right. You're right. I mean, I I think, I, or just making it more of an enjoyable flick yeah. because, like, if you can, like, even if balance those serious moments with some laughter mm-hmm. or some, like, just some shake my head, like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. That's a, such a stupid line, or that's so dumb, or or even just like a, a a throwaway gag that like makes you chuckle for a second. It breaks it up from being just like so dark all the time. But yeah, so um. The villain, I don't know who the villain's going to be, as I mentioned. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right now. But hopefully they have a villain that's uh, comparable uh, to Wonder Woman's power and maybe a good balance. So I'm, I'm hoping that's, uh, you know, we're gonna. I'm assuming we're going to spend a lot of time on uh, Themyscira. I'm hoping, uh, I heard rumors that Ares might be in it. That would be good. Um, but again, dark. Yeah, definitely dark. Uh, the God of War. I, mean. I want to say it's Doctor Poison. If I I can't remember correctly, but um, I think that's going to be the uh, the villain. And thank you, Paul. Paul says great point, Jeffrey. Thank you, sir. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Wonder Woman before we? No, uh, just just super excited. I'm hoping it's good. Oh, really, John, really John's agreeing good. with me too. I I like it when you guys agree with me. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, for those of you that just joined, though, um, talk, I want to just point out real quick. You want to talk uh, about the package again. Yeah, I'm gonna. That sounds dirty. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, basically what uh, I did was uh, kind of like a loot crate. I'm putting together a free your geek uh, box that I'm going to give away. It's going to be a package of all geek swag uh, worth over $100. So for anyone who shares this pa- podcast or video on Facebook from now till the end of June, so we got four episodes, we'll pick the first week of July. I'm going to pick everyone who shared, pick a name out of a hat. Sorry, KB, you're not eligible for this prize. Uh, but we got some some trade paperbacks. We have some plush Aww. toys, some pop vinyl figures. Um, I want a vulture pop. I have a really cool uh, Game of Thrones little uh, like piece of memorabilia because um, we want to talk about Game of Thrones is coming up in mm. July. 
Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is coming up in July. So I'm picking these other pieces from things that we're going to be talking about throughout the months of June and July, and I'm putting together a package that we're going to raffle off to one lucky person who shares the podcast. I'm going to Valued at? It's valued at. I spent... Okay, so I haven't even added everything I, I wanted to it, and my bill today from everything I bought came out to 105.76. So it's $105 worth of, at least right now, worth of uh, goodies. So feel free to share this podcast, share this video on Facebook. Anyone that shares it, I'm going to go make a list and uh, pull out a name. So it ends. Now, how are we doing it? The more times they share it, the more entries they get? Yeah, well, we got four shows. I mean, you can only share it, you know. I only see the shares per video, so if they share... Four, all, every four, all four videos, they're entered four times. Yeah. So, yeah, that cool. sounds fair to me. Um, so let's get into our favorite segment of the show. KB, do you know uh, Do you know what we call this segment? It's the final. It's countdown. And the topic, you saw me fidgeting. I was taking my paper out of my wallet. Uh, very technical procedure we have here on ranking these. Paper. But uh, yeah, we're going to rank our top three favorite uh, badass women mm-hmm. in any medium. Video games. Definitely a tough category. Comic books. Think about it. If you're, movies, if you're going across all mediums. Television. It's, it's pretty crazy. Maybe some novels. Maybe you like a character in a book. Yeah. So we have plenty of different... Uh, and I'm, I did this... I left it so open-ended because I wanted it to... I wanted it to be. I don't want us having the same answers, and I'm curious to see if that's going to happen or not. It could happen on one, one or two, I think. <laughs> well, I'll Possible. I'll tell you what. I picked one from the comic book. Now, realm. what? Now, just just asking you a quick question. Like, what was your criteria? As a, uh, is it more like kind of a kick butt physically kind of woman, or was it more of a? Well, that's uh, that's a great point. So why don't you you have some honorable mentions? Yeah, oh, I got a ton of. So honorable mentions, what was so. your criteria, and then I'll talk about my um, criteria when I, I do my list. I kind of looked for the kick butt. Um, but it didn't mean I didn't um, think of some other special circumstances. So I got a couple honorable mentions here. Go for it. Um, Celine from Underworld. So Underworld constantly, uh, she's a vampire, son, and, you know, she, 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 not, not, I should say son, but she's, uh, towards the end of the Underworld seri- series, she's, uh, doesn't, she's not successful, uh, she doesn't get hurt by the sun like other vampires do. She kicks butt, she's, um, just a fantastic character. A lot of lot of action scenes, great action sequences. Creative, death dealer, what they call them. They they, they hunt lichens, you know, werewolves. Um, really good character. Jessica Jones. Gotta love Jessica Jones. Just flat out kick butt, kick butt chick. I, I love the drinking. I think it's it's a the character is so deep, um, and even in the comic, she's very deep as well. And and uh, so I, I can really appreciate some Jessica Jones. Uh, Daisy Johnson Quake, definitely kick butt character. Agents of Shield. Uh, can shake uh, the ground and th- uh, shake things, tremor, tremor things. Uh, so she's just really kick butt. She has the uh, martial arts skills and all that, the the hand to hand combat skills mixed with her powers, which is pretty cool. So she's she's an inhuman. Um, and Ray from Star Wars, another honorable mention because you think about uh, Force Awakens in that movie. Uh, here's somebody who's new to the Force <coughs> and really learns it rather quickly. Some of the things that she does of like using the Jedi mind trick. Uh, getting inside Kylo Ren's head, uh, those kind of things, um, and and actually kind of funny kicking his butt with a lightsaber in the end when he should be the trained one. So she's pretty much a kick butt, kick butt kind of girl. 
Uh, so those are just some of my honorable mentions. Another one that I not even on my list, but I thought of it on the way here, uh, Laura Croft. Tomb Raider, especially if you played the the, the last couple games. She was just... she was making the the rounds and when I was kind of dwindling down yeah. my list, she was she was in the running, but yeah. But she's definitely one of those characters, especially if you play Rise of the Tomb Raider or even just the first uh rebooted Tomb Raiders, like the last two games. The yep. it, the combat is just absolutely over the top. Um so yeah, so those are my uh those are my honorable Bef- mentions. Before you get into your number your top three and start with number three, uh just for the people I know both John and Paul are on there. Uh, if you guys want to comment on your, if just you, the ones off the top of your head, some of the more badass women, um, feel free to mention in the comments. We'll give you a shout out there. But KB, why don't you start with your number so three? So my number three is one that you know, and I'm picking her for a different reason. Um, this is the one exception that I made to kind of my kick butt rule. And that's uh, Jessica Cruz, the Green Lantern. Okay. Um, the issue that caught me the most, I think it was like issue 12 or 13, where she says, you know, I wake up every morning and I'm the anxiety lantern. And if you think about that, how much willpower does it take for her to just get out of bed every day? Right. How much willpower is she developing and how powerful is she going to be? Um, right now, like currently, I don't know if you're... Well, I want to I wanted to say this before you get into that because yeah. you can explain that to me. But for the viewers at home and the listeners of the podcast version of the show, uh, Jessica Cruz is one of the Earth Green Lanterns now in the DC Comics for those Rebirth. that are not yep. yeah, fans of, or haven't read DC Rebirth. Basically, what happens is uh, Hal Jordan leaves Earth, and mm-hmm. there's two Earth Lanterns now. It's Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. And Jessica Cruz was at one point possessed by, was it Power Ring? I, yeah, I believe so. So it's Power Ring from the crime syndicate. And so basically, she's got all this fear. She's anxious. She's, yeah. she's afraid. And she's got this power, this Green Lantern ring that feeds off willpower. So to your point. Yep. So the anxiety, I think part of that ring choosing her was the willpower that she has every day to just get out of bed and do those things that she does. So she, the whole story is her trying to figure out why she's even a lantern because of you know the fear that she possesses. And we've seen some crazy power come out of her like when, when she focuses her will. Um, some of the things that she does are just unbelievable. Um, and right now, it's kind of funny. She was called back to um, Green Lantern Homeworld. Can't think of the name Oa. of that. Oh, yep, Oa. Um, and now she's training with Kilowog and Guy Gardner. So they took her lantern symbol away <laughs> to have her train with those guys. So when she comes out of that, I, I can't imagine how just uh, you know powerful she's going to be. And I think that's just that's talking about a different kind of battle. You know what I mean? That's a battle that everybody can relate to. Oh, absolutely. You know, you everybody's had that day or that period in their life where they get up and they don't want to get out of bed because either their anxiety is crazy or they just don't want to face the day. Um, so her living with that every day and battling that and being a hero, that's pretty badass to me, you know? That is awesome. So That is awesome. So that's my number three. Before we get into my number three, I was on my phone. Uh, the People's Geek just sent me a message. So, Uh-oh. What, uh, what do you have to say? Uh, I'm not going to share that. That's going to be private. But uh, if Don wants to jump on while we're live on Facebook and give his top three, Along with us, uh, he's more than welcome to. And Johnny Leathers just got here as well. One of another, we friend of the show, friend of the show. I, I actually want to have him as a correspondent yeah. from time to time. And once we uh, in the new studio, we got to get the phones working here. Yeah. But I want him to have like a leather report leather where he's report. on location somewhere <laughs> and just corresponds with us as long as he can keep it PG or PG thirteen, Johnny. Yep. Um, but that, I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, but my number three, so. Let me ask you a question. You picked Jessica Cruz. I'm wondering, are all of your picks somewhat current in the mainstream? I'm curious about that. Uh, yeah, but the, but they're not as popular. Okay. 
So I'll, I'll break it down. We were talking about our criteria. I have three. I have obviously three, the top three. One is from comic you books. honorables or no? No honorables. Okay. One's from a comic book uh, medium, mm-hmm. one is from movies, and one is from television. Okay. And my criteria was- Mine worked out the same way, by the way. Yes, I'd like a whole physical capability, like yeah. the physical kickassery, like somebody that just goes in and can like you know be badass and mix it up with the dudes. I love that. How many were you not even thinking of? Uh, this time, well, that's, <laughs> I'm gonna wait. One of mine, I think, might kind of blow your mind. Um, but I also, to your Dazzler. point, to your point, damn it! <laughs> if, if if Don is watching this right now, he better not respond. Uh, uh. <laughs> Johnny Leathers, I'm not gonna repeat what you're saying, bro. Uh, that's so misogynistic, you jerk. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Love you, Johnny. <laughs> but uh, that's that's his shtick. That's his shtick. Um, not only did I want to go for people that uh, for females that could kick butt physically. Yeah. I, same thing with your Jessica Cruz. Somebody that's got some mental fortitude and mental mm-hmm. um, strength as well. Um, so my number three is from the comic book realm, Barbara Gordon. Mm, Barbara good Gordon, because the way I look at it is yes, she fought crime as Batgirl until she was. Paralyzed by the yep. Joker, but she didn't let that stop her. She used she used the the intellect and the know how that she, she had as Oracle and as Oracle to yeah. help the heroes. And she still assisted. Even she didn't let her disability define her as you know something more helpless. She That's took badass. it and she worked with it and she molded it into something that could assist. And then she created the Birds of Prey, other females yeah. as a superhero team going around and stopping crime. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. John John Vivera said off the top of his head, Jean Grey, Wonder Woman, Lara Croft. I agree. Johnny Leathers, I just was just saying that the, I was making that comment about the misogynistic piece. Uh, maybe it wasn't misogynistic, but just the, the, the line you mentioned about the Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters, I think that's hilarious. I'm not going to mention that on this show because <laughs> I'm not getting that flack. That's your, you're hilarious. You're a stand-up comedian. Johnny Leathers is probably the funniest out of all of us, and I'm not going to yep. touch that. But going back to our countdown, <laughs> Barbara Gordon, I think, is defines what a badass female should be. She got had this thing happen to her after being this crime fighter, and she didn't let it stop her from being a hero. And I think that's one hundred percent, one hundred percent badass. So that's Definitely. my number three. Number two. So this is one that you're probably familiar with, the Calvary, Agents of Shield. Nice. Melinda May. Yeah. Um, Melinda May is. I think it's kind of. She's kind of the definition of badass girl, right? You know. So here, here's a, here's a woman who's an agent of Shield, who ha- who got. Basically, at the beginning, of, if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., she's basically sitting behind a desk. And there's this... She's known as the Calvary. And you hear all these stories through, like, the first season of, like, how she's the Calvary. And she killed 20 guys or 50 guys or whatever it was. Like, the number was always different um, in one mission and just came out alive. Um, and the story is actually much deeper than that. So there was an inhuman. Her name was uh, Katia. Katia, I believe it was. And this this issue happened in Bahrain where she was rescuing uh, Katia, K- Katia um, and she had to kill all of the people, all of the g- guys who kidnapped her inside um, to get to her. But what she didn't realize is all those people were under Katia's command, and she had to kill Katia, the little girl, because she's a little girl, like maybe like 10 or 12, I forget how old she was. Um, and after that, she kind of, when she came out of that whole thing alive, she just went silent. She just went silent. She didn't want combat anymore. Um, so she just got this, you know, the, the, when that happens, all the, all the rumors fly and, 
and you know nobody knows the whole story. Um, and she was supposedly had a heart before this. And this woman is just like cold hearted and iron almost this whole show. Um, just until recently, I think like the past season or two, she started to become more uh, an emotional character. But the things that she goes through, um, she's the one who's always fighting, always kicking butt, always teaching all the other agents that are that are under her. Um, and is basically like Agent Coulson's right hand person to go to for everything. So. She's just a badass character, and Ming-Na Wen, who plays her, is Amazing. super, super nice woman. I met her at Comic-Con a few years back, um, voice in Mulan. She was, she was the voice of Mulan, and she looks amazing for her age because she's like 51, 52, I think, and she doesn't look, you know what I mean? She takes care of her. Like she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so my, uh, my number two is definitely Melinda May, Calvary. Excellent. That's a great pick. Um, before we get into my number two, uh, Don is now commenting on the Facebook video as For Your Geek, uh, the For Your Geek podcast. So His I, badass girl is, guess who, Don? Come oh, on. He, he already mentioned oh, it. Here. Oh, look, 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 look. <laughs> he put Dazzler right there. And he goes, I, he was waiting for He caught you saying that. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Johnny Leathers uh, made some good points and some good jokes, and I'm going to keep it. Uh, he's got a question up there right now. Which one of these four women was a real-life spy-slash-superhero? Julia Child, Oprah, Jessica Simpson, or Vivica A. Fox? My money would be on Vivica A. Fox. I know this answer, so I'm not going to guess on that one. I'm not going to put my thought in there. But before we get into my number two, uh, Don mentions uh, Clark from the CW's 100 as his number three. Powerful female leader. She makes the tough calls. His number two is a video game character. Uh, Who is it? Aris. I think it's how it's pronounced. Aris, because it's from Final Fantasy VII. Innocence and determination mixed into one, and her story is great. So I don't know. Have you played Final Fantasy? Okay. So we're going to take Don's word for it, because I'm not a a Final Fantasy guy, unfortunately. So you're number two. Uh, And Don's guessing Julia Child, and I I tend to agree with that. Uh, My number two, though, that was your what? That was your TV character? That's my two, yep. My TV character... Actually, no, I'm going to go movies here. This okay. is where I'm, I went old school. I don't know if you thought about this. Okay. Sarah Connor from Terminator and Terminator yeah. 2. Linda Hamilton. Not, so not TV show character. Not the Sarah TV Connor. show. No, I'm talking about the, the first two Terminator movies. Yeah. I think It's been so long since I've seen them. Because she lets nothing get in the way of her mission. She, like, she goes through the whole process of Terminator 1, realizing that she's going to give birth to like the savior that's going to lead the resistance against Skynet. And then, like, you know, she basically is preparing from the end of Terminator 1 until we meet her again in Terminator 2. I just think she's like, she's total, like, I'm preparing for war. I have all these guns, I have all these connections. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, John Connor ends up kind of saving her. She forms a bond with him. And it's just like, she, in both of those movies, I think she's just. The first movie, she's kind of out of her element, but she's starting to, like, she realizes, like. And then the second movie, when she's like John Connor's mother, and she's just so, like, cold and calculating and just like I don't care I'm gonna Mm -hmm. she goes to I don't remember the dude's name but she goes to that guy's house that uh, is gonna be one of the big people in Skynet and she's ready to like assassinate this dude and I'm just like she doesn't care that the guy's got a family or whatever and it takes John Connor like to snap her out of that she's her mind is on the mission she can't be stopped and it's just to me it's just she's so numb because she knows what's coming and I just think now do you you still uh, watch the Terminator series when new movies come out or are you kind of (sighs) like So, so I saw. Th- I I, I it's kind of hard to watch one if you haven't watched previous ones, right? And uh, a lot of them, are, a lot of them with uh, Amila Clark and, and whatnot. Um, Daenerys from Game of Thrones yep. playing the young Sarah Connor, I believe. It's it's an alternate timeline, and I just to me the first two, for even for back then, 
the the effects were great, and I think the story what is, about, is very straightforward. What about the Nixon? Uh, I didn't. I watched it. I wasn't a fan of it. No. I wasn't a fan of it. But yeah, the first two to me first hold two, a very yeah. special place in my heart, and I legit think that like when you want to talk about like badass characters, mm-hmm. I mean w- women in movies at that point. I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody like watching on Facebook Live? I don't think like too many women like in the early '80s and and, and was it the early '80s or was it, like '80 80, '88 '85? I can't remember. Um, I have I have the computer right here. I can look that up. <laughs> um, but I just I don't think you were seeing many women in that type no, of role. No, not then. I I can't think of many others that that were out there at that time. Right. It was it just wasn't the thing then. Ter- the really Terminator wasn't. came out in 1984. Yeah, so it just really wasn't. And the thing. Terminator Two came out in '91, so for like seven years. I mean, years, think about what it's competing with back then, right? You, you're talking about the end of Star Wars, right? Because when was when was uh, Jedi eighty something, right? Eighty three, something like that. Something like that, eighty four. Um, and then what else are you competing with? Back to the Future, right? You know, like where where's the other strong female? If anybody can think of one, post yeah, it up there free. because. I I would imagine there's another one, but I just can't think of life so, me who it is. Before we get into our number ones, uh, Johnny Leathers, correctly, uh, Julia Child was a legit spy in World War II. Huh. Uh, so that's that's fun fact from Johnny Leathers. And Johnny also mentions that commentary for Terminator 3 is hilarious for all the wrong reasons. Okay. So I'll take your word for it, Jack. I'm gonna Well, no, I'm going to have to watch that now and listen to it with the commentary track on. One of the things I did, I actually stole this idea from one of my favorite TV shows, uh, Community, yeah. uh, where they watch this like really, really bad. I go on Netflix, and I just find this god-awful like, B-movie mm-hmm. that's like just so over the top, and I watch it with some friends, and we just like laugh at some watch of the cheesy, cheesy parts or, yeah. or just like laugh at some of the bad jokes, whatever the case may be. But moving on to number one, and Don, if you're still on, uh, feel free to put your number one in the comments. But KB, go on to your number one pick. My number this would one. be your movie pick, yes, correct? Yes, and my number one, um, it just has to be. Like, this just kind of has to be. Um, Alice from Resident Evil. Yep. Mila Jovovich. Um, it, it, let's just think about the success of the franchise. You know, uh, I think with this last movie, they did do a, a billion dollars in, in ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So for a video game franchise, a horror franchise... You know what I mean? Like those, those are those are pretty good numbers, and it's over the course of I think what fifteen years. I'm, I'm not sure when the first Resident Evil movie came out. I think it was, I want to say it was mid '90s, uh, mid to late '90s. Could I could be wrong on that? But anyway, it's been a very long time. It's been out been out a long time. She just is such a. Um, every movie takes it to a different place, a different level. And what was it? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. So, so first it was Resident early two thousands. Yep. So that's a long time to go at it. Fifteen years. Uh, with Paul W.S. Anderson as the, as the director, uh, the two of them, husband and wife, so they, they, they kind of work this thing out together. Um, th- just in some of these movies, like sh- putting sh- uh, quarters in a double-barrel uh, uh, double shotgun and shooting them out, uh, the power is going up against uh, the nemesis, which is one of Resident Evil's most vicious characters, um, going up against the executioners, all the vicious characters. Um, the characters she meets along the way, the heart and effort that she puts into... Uh, just taking down Umbrella and, and being, you know, in the beginning, an agent on the inside. Uh, it, it's just fan, it's just fantastic. And I don't think we haven't seen, <coughs> I think, is there another female badass character? Well, there really isn't that has had a franchise that has gone, you know, over the 15-year span. From a movie first perspective? perspective? No. Like, it just it's just not out there. So... Um, you know, props to her because if think about it, if we're talking about female badasses in movies, I mean, I can't think of somebody who's going to have a more legit resume 
for, for what she's done. So definitely, uh, you know, Alice from Resident Evil, definitely my, uh, my number one. The Don's number one is the uh, Bride from Kill That's Bill. a good one. That's awesome. That's, that's a great an pick. awesome pick. I that's like a, that. That pick. is a great pick. And that's one of those ones like I just forgot about it. Yep. You know, uh, it's a fantastic pick, Don. Great pick, Don. We, we like that you're here in spirit, yeah. buddy. Um, my number one, if we're going to go, I'm going to do TV now. Yep. So Black your pick Canary. was Black Canary is a great uh, Black Canary is a great pick. Uh, Johnny Leather says, what, "What about Ripley from Alien?" That's another good one. Another, so many good. That's so the thing; it's good. a hard list to do uh, to, to kind of like whittle down list. and and. Uh, no, mine is from uh, from from television. Was it from a DC show? It is not. Okay, so now I'm interested. From, now I'm from Resident Evil, right? To the opposite. <laughs> what was what was what was Alice fighting? Oh, zombies. So you're going somebody walking dead. No, I'm going somebody fighting vampires. Vampires. Okay. I'm going to go to one character that kind of not defined my childhood, but I was I was young when the series started. Okay. Uh, I was like probably a teenager. Was that like Angel or something? It or? was Buffy Summers. Oh, Buffy. Okay, Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer, Slayer from the television. To be a 16-year-old girl and be chosen that this is going to be your life, you're going to spend the rest of your life until you die because you're the chosen one. You have no choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And she picks up this mantle. She dies twice in the series, in the TV series, uh, fighting you know the forces of e- evil, not only vampires, but as the series goes on, she fights uh, more and more. Uh, and that's a great, uh, great. Another guest is Kate from Lost. Uh, she's attractive, but I wouldn't say she's uh, she's badass. She's not and, really kick butt. No, but and yeah. Don says he could see me uh, dating Willow, which is hilarious, and she's a lesbian. Thank you, Don. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think just Buffy, Buffy to just have all this responsibility thrust on her. She's, you know, comes from a single family. Her father walked out on her family. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, she's got this, this father figure in Giles, who's her watcher, who basically is guiding her to kill these demons. And he's watcher trying to protect her. Handler. And she's growing up. She's a young teen. She's growing up into adulthood. She's, you know, one of the episodes where she learns, I think it's the first season when she realizes she's, she's destined to die. Yep. She's like, I want to go to college. I want to, you know, get married, fall in love, have children, have grandchildren, and none of that is frat parties. Well, well <laughs> maybe that too. I mean, you got to have a little fun when you're killing some vampires too, man. Um, but I, I just think it's one of those. It's an interesting concept. How old were you when that show came out? Uh, it started, I believe, in 1995. So I was like 13, I believe, or 96. Uh, let me look that up. But yeah, that's uh, that's my. I just think Buffy is kind of like the quintessential. I think a lot of young girls could relate to her growing up with that series, like going through. And then I'm a big fan of the series Angel, which was like a spinoff from Buffy. And the way they used to word it is that Buffy was like your high school life and then Angel was like adulthood and college. So it kind of worked that way for you? It kind of worked out, yeah. Buffy uh, started actually, it was in 1997. So I was about 15, 14, And how long was it on the air? Uh, It was on for seven seasons. Did it did it come back at one point? Was it it, 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 it switched gonna... networks? It went from like the WB to UPN or whatever something that like was. That. Yeah, something. Okay, but um, yeah, I just think Buffy, like as far as not only could she be like this badass character, and you know she falls in love, and then you know her boyfriend ends up turning evil, and he's a vampire, and it's this whole forbidden love, and they did it way better than Twilight ever did. Um, but my thing with that is is that she's just had all this adversity thrown on her and she comes out stronger each and every time she kind of like categorizes everything and deals with it and she doesn't like push things aside and 
and just kind of like, okay, we'll sweep that under the rug and worry about of, later. Speaking of those kind of things, even think of like Katniss from Hunger Games. Or there's like, so many. Yeah. There's so many. But I mean, like, from from my point, when Buffy was like a very popular show when I was, you know, it was kind of like a like a cult following, mm-hmm. if you will. And just like any young girl watching that, that thinks like, hey, like, here's a girl who's been given all this power. And she's got all this adversity, and she's doing the best that she can, and she's kicking butt mm-hmm. with all this power. I think it's just a, a great message, and you know, it's it's you know, Joss Whedon again uh, keeps it light, he keeps it humorous, but he also handles. There's plenty of awesome episodes. Go watch season four's Hush, great episode. Go watch, I believe it's season five, The Body. You want to talk about that? I don't know if you ever watched Buffy, but no. spoiler alert, spoiler alert. But it's been out, it's been gone for like ten years now. Uh, her mother dies of a brain aneurysm. And she's the Ouch. one that finds the body. Normally, they have all kinds of like you know little songs or, or jingles throughout. Like mm-hmm. the episode. there's absolutely no music in this episode. It's very somber. And just to go from a show that's very quippy and kind of um, pop culture references, you know, they do all these like little quips and, and jokes and you know uh, references to different TV shows and other pop culture items to just be in like this very somber type of episode. Just like to see her. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, amazing running the gamut of emotions from very funny and silly and kind of like a valley girl to, you know, heartbroken and, and everything in between and just seeing her like go through it all with with uh, just like poison, just badassery at the same time and mm-hmm. never forgetting her mission, I think is just is great. Yeah. So that's my number one. It's good. I, I was kind of thinking you'd have something like that. Yeah, so I, I, just I know that I knew I knew that like when I that's why I said Angel because I knew it was something in that realm when you when you said it was outside of DC I'm like well that's the only other couple shows that really I could think of a character like that yeah so good one man well thank you um, so I guess we're gonna just wrap up here yeah. uh, again we're gonna go check out one of us is gonna we both we both might see Wonder Woman this weekend I don't know I don't know what your schedule is but one of us will see it before next week's show um again for those that are just joining now i'm going to mention this ad nauseum so you might as well just get used to it we're putting together a free your geek package valued at over 100 dollars because i already spent 100 dollars on all this the free geek swag that one lucky winner is going to get just by sharing any of these videos on facebook for the month of june so you've got four different videos you can be entered four times to win we're going to pick out a name and you're going to get some swag from the free your geek team containing goodies and and nerd swag from wonder woman spider-man homecoming game of thrones marvel dc dragon ball z i worked in a little something that don would like in there too so we're gonna put trades right pops there's gonna be some trade paperbacks in there so t-shirt everybody wants those t-shirts yeah so we get some stuff uh some some stuff coming down the pipeline. So feel free to share this with your friends. Tell your friends to share the video too, because they can be entered too. Maybe they don't want to win it, but maybe you do. And if they win, you can get there. Just bug them, take it from them. But uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, KB, hit them with the uh, the other uh, good stuff. The bat signal. The bat signal. Uh, let's see. Covers of the week still going on. Covers of the week yep. on our Facebook page. Still got those going on. So for those listening on the audio yep. podcast, go to Facebook.com, Free Your Geek Podcast. Every Wednesday, KB does Marvel covers. I do DC covers. Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, Free Your Geek on both of those. I have a page a day calendar at my desk at work, which is all Marvel characters, Mm -hmm. and I post a different picture every day. Uh, Twitter, I always tweet out uh, different things, different pieces of news, um, covers of the week. Free Your Geek website, you've been doing any blogging or anything? Uh, So a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I haven't been writing too many articles, but yeah, go to jfreethegeek.com. That's J-F-R-E-E. 
thegeek.com. That's our personal website because I could not get the domain and Don, for your geek. And Don. We have to get free your geek gaming up, man. Hey. We've been working at this for a while. Listen, we got to get man, this up, I man. Get, I, get, I don't know what Don's schedule is. Uh, Tuesday playing, nights, brother. Tuesday I, I, nights. Tuesday nights work for me too. Tuesday nights. I can do some injustice now. So let's yeah. Let's get this thing rolling. Yeah, we can. We can all. We can all do uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. Yep. And uh, so just before we get out of here, Paul uh, said both you guys great picks. Uh, too tough for him, but he's a great show as always, and he enjoyed it. So thank you, Paul. Yeah, we appreciate thanks, your viewership. We appreciate your loyalty to the Free Your Geek brand. Um, KB, anything else? No, I think that's it, brother. All right. Uh, do you want to hit him with both catchphrases, or do you want? Start your weekend with your geek friends and get your geek on. Bye, folks. still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>